now elevating hooked on songs with roots and tongues and Good evening, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Hooked on Sonics. I am one of your two hosts, Bruce, and over there is the Tone Capone. Um, we've got a fantastic show again for you this week. Um, to uh, This week's show, it's going to be the battle of between dark and light. We've got St. Vitus, born too late, and jimmy buffett's last studio album that he ever did equal strains on all parts um also we got some music news and uh, little history things and of course some drinks uh before we get to all that tony how are you good evening good I evening. Am fine excellent i am fine i am uh a little worse for wear i mean you were obviously up in town here recently, mm-hmm. and uh, you know what transpired as far as a friend of mine, <clears throat> special shout out goes to longtime friend of mine, Chris Milburn, uh, for hooking me up with a um, couple of really nice items that he had had laying around and just needed to get out of his basement and stuff. Um, ended up with a really, really nice stereo, an old school mid-90s pioneer stereo. Uh, with 101 disc CD changer, two tower speakers, uh, amplifier receiver, and a cassette deck. Uh, so I may get to looking around for some cassettes, uh, maybe clean that cassette deck up and see if that eventually works while I'm, whenever I'm out. If you're out at uh, if you're out anywhere and you see a cassette that you think I might like next time you want to bring in town, man, grab them. We'll s- I'd love to test this thing and see if it works. You know, I haven't listened yeah. to a cassette in like freaking aeons. Uh, but yeah, I can also hook up that, the idea of the record player to it. We've talked about that. Uh, I got the TV hooked up to it tonight and got it all situated in the garage. But uh, it sounds pretty freaking good. Picked up a few new CDs. Uh, we were just talking about that. I picked up the uh, Pink Floyd, Wish You Were Here CD. Mm-hmm. Uh, picked up uh, Toby Heath Keith's uh, 35 big hits uh, picked up um, this country collaboration album on outlaw country and then um, damn I can't remember what else oh Jim Croce's greatest hits just because it's it's a greatest hits album I've had some around me since I was a kid and yeah I love Jim Croce I always have yeah yeah that's a that's a guy that went way too soon It'd be interesting to see how how his career would have progressed. Yeah. Because he still had a lot left in the tank, it seemed like. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, there's a, we, we lost a... God, man, he was playing Crash 2, wasn't he? Cancer. Can't... I don't no, know. I want to say him and, his, him and one of his son, uh, cohorts were in an accident of something. You know what? You may be right. Probably right on that. Yeah. If anyone knows for sure, they can always comment on the on the video after they've watched this. Yeah. Tell us what idiots we are in Jim Croce. Uh, I just I just remember when we did the the draft, I looked up and it kind of explained cause of death, and I want to say he was in an accident with a band member. Okay. Maybe whole 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 get up, man. It might might have been just him and one other dude, kind of like the whole Bourbon Crow thing. Yeah. You know so. Oh yeah, but uh, cool. 
other than that, man, that's uh, that's been pretty cool. That's what I've been doing. Back's a little worse for wear, but we keep on trucking, right? That's right. Cool, cool. We Did don't have... die. We multiply. Right, right. Did you have a good uh, visit up here while you were up here? Yeah, man. Uh, it was cool to get back into Columbus for a little bit. I uh, got to hit up one of my uh, old favorite pizza joints, uh, Josie's Pizza. Uh, hit up a couple of really cool uh, record stores that I, you know, one of them's an absolute staple in Columbus. Use Kids Records used to be on uh, campus uh, down on High Street, um, but they had moved. I think there was a fire. Um, years ago and i think they they moved over to summit street so just outside of campus but still real close um picked up some really cool stuff there um and then um lost weekend records uh, a little further up on uh north high street in clintonville so shout out to those two uh record stores really really good guys uh really knowledgeable uh me and the guy uh, lost a uh, weekend records we we're having a pretty cool uh, discussion on uh, the Rolling Stones. So nice! Yeah. I saw you picked up that Sticky Fingers album. Yeah, yep. That's does it a, have yeah. the zipper? Does it have the zipper cover? Yeah. So while we're on that, let me show you what I got. First one, GNR Lies. Great album on colored vinyl. Great album. Uh, fantastic album. Hey. Hey. That's obviously a re-release, right? That is a re-release. Is one in a million on there? Yes. In its entirety. Interesting. Yep. Uh, the uh, second thing I got was The Doors, Other Voices. This was the album, the first album that they released after Jim Morrison died. Um, so it's just Ray Manzarek, John Densmore, and Robbie Krieger. Um primarily Manzarek doing the vocals with Robbie Krieger kicking in on some of that. It's not a great album, um, but I want the, I want part of the collection. So here is the aforementioned sticky fingers with the first pressing zipper. And if you want to become a premium member uh, to hooked on Sonics, We'll let you see what's behind the zipper. Phenomenal album, by the way. Uh, not a bad song on it. And uh, I was doing a uh, re-listen to this thing uh, this morning. Uh, Tony, I can definitely see why this is your, your favorite Stones album. Oh, it's fantastic. Front to back, dude. Yep. Front to back. Yep. Uh, my dad always referred to that as that was the Stones blues album. Yes. <clears throat> yep. For sure. Bottom, bottom line, they tapped into some serious blues work there. Yep. And uh, it is definitely, definitely my favorite Stones yep. album. The other thing I picked up, and it actually ties into Sticky Fingers, um, this thing right here was a jam session recorded during Sticky Finger sessions. It's called Jamming with Edward. And it had Nicky Hopkins, Rye Cooter. I don't know if you're familiar with Rye Cooter, but he's a phenomenal uh, guitar player. Mick Jagger, Bill Wyman, and Charlie Watts. So they were in the studio uh, waiting around for Keith to do his thing. And they just decided to just jam on. And then they ended up releasing it. So really cool uh, inner sleeve here uh, with the logo on both sides. 
this is actually really hard to find. I have, it took me a few years to find this like out in the wild. So very cool. So is that sticky fingers on my first pressing? I believe so. If it's not a first, it's definitely a second because it does have the, it does have the working uh, zipper. Um, did they, re did they re release it with a zipper? No. No. If they did, it would be like a, like an anniversary edition, but this is not a, this is an original, you know, and first one or two. That's uh, nice, things. man. That's, a, that's, yeah. that's, that's a cool haul. If it's original, yeah. man. Yep. That album was done in 76 or 78. 71. Really? Yep. I was way off. Damn. Yeah. And then the other, the last thing I got, I'm going to save for the end of the show because it's going to be your album pick for next week. Okay, cool. Cool, cool. Yeah. Sounds like a good haul, man. Dude, it was fantastic. Again, uh, anyone in the Columbus area, or even if you're visiting, go to uh, Use Kids Records, go to Lost Weekend Records. Um, both of them, just really cool places. Never know what you'll find. There's your plug. There you go. Lost Weekend and Use Kids. Mm -hmm. Use Kids has been a staple of, of, of Columbus since I was in high school, at least, and probably longer. Oh, yeah. They were yeah. one of the OG shops up on campus. I've delivered dozens of flyers into that place at times. That place is just... I remember being downstairs and being packed and just packed. Like, it just smelled like old records. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Mm -hmm. so, well, remember, you there was used kids up top, and then down the bottom was the used kids annex. The used kids annex, that's where you could find the really obscure, really cool shit in there. Um, and now it's all just one big, one do. big store. Yeah. It's cool. I love you know, that place. And you know what's funny, man, is I, do, I can't even say for sure that that's the earliest place that I remember them because there was another record short store closer to me on eighth and high. It wasn't on eighth and high. I lived on eighth or ninth and high mm -hmm. and just a few blocks up. I want to say that was a used kids. And then it relocated to the older building. Mm -hmm. The building that it was in was a newer building. I don't know exactly what happened with it, but I could be wrong. I know there were several record stores up on campus. You know, I'm actually surprised you didn't go to the one. Uh, all, why didn't you go to Magnolia? You know, the last few times that I've been in Magnolia, it's it's a little corporatized. I haven't really liked a lot of their selection. Yeah? Yeah. I, it's It's okay. It's okay. But it is definitely not like it used to be. A um, couple of other uh, record stores that used to be the freaking bomb down there was Johnny Goes House of Music. I remember House of Music. It's Dude, not there anymore. No. Oh, I wonder if he didn't survive the pandemic. I don't know. It, they since they corporatized OSU campus, it's it's turned to shit. But yeah, Johnny Goes, man, I could find all sorts of cool shit in there. And then back in the day when we were kids, there was a there was an old man and his dog um, on the corner of High Street and Chittenden uh, called Goldmine Records. Mm -hmm. um, that man, you know, he had a really cool collection. And being a kid, just getting into music and um, you know records and stuff, he you know. 
he took his time to really explain things and he had some really cool stuff. So. Correct. There nice. you go. Yeah. They were, uh, they were one that I would drop, drop off flyers for the flyer run too. uh, Johnny goes house of music. Yep. Uh, really cool shop, man. There was another place up there that was right on the corner if you knew where Eddie George's bar and grill, there's a long strip of shops. There used to be a subway there. There was a record store there. Yeah. There was a, it was, was upstairs. Comic, comic book store there. Oh, there was monkey's retreat. The monkey's retreat was the comic book store. The, the record store. What was that record store? You actually went upstairs and yeah, that had some yeah, cool shit in th- there that too. Was a, that was a cool record store too, man. Yeah. Like, like when I lived on campus about the time that the Danzig stuff was coming out, like Danzig, uh, how the gods kill and stuff like that. Yep. That's where I would go pick up my albums from because it was the closest one to the house. And that dude would always let me, you know, you know, he would always keep me abreast of what was coming, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Man, I so, wish yeah. I remember what the hell that was. God, man, just do you remember? So, since we're on that kick, let's talk about West Buzzard's Nest. Yeah, I vaguely remember Buzzard's Nest, dude. That was that was my earliest re- recollection of a great record store. Yep. Uh, you had coconuts. Oh yeah. Remember coconuts? Oh, of course. Uh, what else did we have? Um, uh, media play. Well, we had media play. What was the other one over the uh, Camelot? Camelot, oh, yeah, music. yeah, we had yeah. Camelot music too. God, man, all these stores from the way from the way by, man, they're gone. Yep. They're just, yep. they're just, they're just gone. That's yeah. crazy, man. All in the I'm, name I'm, of progress. I am glad that music still exists. I am glad that there are still. I th- I find it really cool that we've gotten to a point with audio that um, we're back to people wanting to buy albums yeah you know i don't see cassettes making a comeback i think cds will you know always be around for the most part you know um other than that everybody's gone to the spotify or you know some digital form of streaming you know and just i like i like being able to touch physical media sometimes you know no i absolutely do and i i appreciate and i do i do have spotify um i've got the premium membership i i enjoy spotify especially on my drive and everything else um but there is something to a physical copy of something and for vinyl especially um i just love it i love it with digital bottom line with digital if you're downloading the mp3 version of an album all you've got is a digital file you don't have all of the liner notes, all of the work that went into the album. You don't have that physical copy of, yep. you know, the, the media material that was meant to go along with the album. So like a lot of times if you get, this is, this is a very valuable lesson. I learned this over just this past year, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, went and see five breather three fucking times. Right. And I'm usually pretty good about picking out lyrics in a song. I cannot nail down fucking Matias's lyrics for shit. Like I, I've, I've get bits and pieces. And I can't put together a cohesive sentence. Mm-hmm. So I go and I see them, and I bought their CD or the MP3 digitals from their Bandcamp. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, I'm like, dude, I need to know the words. He's like, dude, buy the album. The buy the that, well, the words are in the album. All right, fuck it, I'll buy the album. Yeah. Not, no disrespect to them, but damn, man, I was just like, he's got a point. You know, yeah. there's just there's just something that you lose 
when you do the digital stuff. And I, I like the di- I like to have the digital just because, let's be honest, your record collection takes yeah. up a probably good source of. Uh, yeah. Your record collection takes up a pretty good source of uh, uh, space. It, it's not know? terrible though. Right uh, now, it's not terrible. But but it can get it can be it can grow to terrible. Yes. And if you know me, once I get to fucking deep diving collecting on shit, dude, for, for my love of music, mm-hmm. it'd be bad. You got a garage. It, it'd be bad, dude. <laughs> yeah, but you don't want to store your albums in the garage in the heat and the cold, heat and the cold, mm-hmm. heat and the cold. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, for the most part, I'm pretty cool with the, the fact that I got that DVD or that CD player in there. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna only fill it with you know about a hundred fucking CDs. <laughs> Everything else I can listen to digitally or stream it to it from YouTube or from my phone. Yep. But I'm just gonna put something in, you know good music to play in the background when we're out there playing games or I'm out there cooking or something. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Next move. What are you drinking? What am I drinking this evening? Yes, sir. Um, um, <coughs> um, podcast professionals, ladies and gentlemen. Give me a second here. <laughs> <laughs> what am I drinking this evening? Yes, sir. Um, you know, I may have to ask my lovely wife to, uh, Bring me up something, so bear with me here. Well, okay. Well, while you're waiting on all that, I'll tell you what I'm drinking. So, as I was uh, heading out of heading out of Columbus, heading home, um, first off, I want to shout out to uh, Beyond Neptune and uh, to you for giving me this fine piece of merchandise. Merry um, Christmas! That's right, Beyond Neptune uh, cup. Thanks, Chuck. Thank you, Chuck. It's a comfortable cup. It's just fine. Dude, just it's fine. A, it's a comfortable cup, dude. And it makes mm-hmm. a nice mixed drink. Mm. I think it'll hold at least a beer, maybe a beer and a half. Yeah. Yeah. And the beer that I'm that I have in here. It is by Rheingeist. And it, it is the Cheetah Lager. Uh, oh, that is a good one. Yep. And it I is I like the, Rheingeist. This is the Jungle Cat Limited Edition. For the Cincinnati Bengals. So really cool, really cool uh, uh, artwork and stuff in here. Well, uh, since for, you're showing that off with the Cincinnati Bengals, won't you show us yeah. your bangle box from Grippos? Uh, it's way over there. Oh, you clown. It's way over there. But uh, yeah, if you uh, guys have a chance, uh, if you like Grippos, either you love them or you hate them, pick you up one of those. Uh, Special edition. Hate no, I don't like that. Anyway, so, <laughs> um, so Rheingeist, uh, 4.8% alcohol, you know, real light beer. Um, it's a, it's a social drink, you know, it's light and airy social drink. You can drink a bunch of these and not get tore up from the floor up. Um, the flavor profile is more like Budweiser to me, not exactly, but similar to Budweiser, um, but light. Um, 
So I'm going to give this thing a four and a half. Nothing really wrong with this. It's just really light and light, light and alcohol content. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Well, I think I'll have a beer with you tonight. So right. <clears throat> give you a general idea. No front. Uh, what's your rating on that beer? 4.5. 4.5. I would give the cheetah a 4.52. It is a very good locker. I like, uh, I like Ryan Geist. So going with, with a beer tonight myself, um, thing i'd like to share with everybody real quick is i'm a large guy and because i'm a large guy i uh am extraordinarily large at times um so my That's max what she said my max weight has been at times 350 in excess okay um because things are hurting a little bit more and you know i've, I've done a lot of cooking and eating over the fucking summer we're getting ready to go into the holidays and eat like fucking crap crackheads too you know so i'm on a i'm on a juice cleanse um so i'm not actually having any physical alcohol this evening but i am going to have one of my alcohol free beers from brew dog i think it's their elvis juice non-alcoholic this is a nice nice beer i really like like i gotta be honest with you brew dogs alcohol free beers or um non-alcoholic beers they're a great fill-in. So say you go buy a six-pack of these and a six-pack of some regular beer, right? Mm-hmm. If you drink that six-pack, you get a little bit more through the night if you want to if you want to intertwine these into your thing without getting as messed up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this comes in at 2.5 carbs. Okay. Uh, only 20 calories. <clears throat> oh so, wow. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're nice, man. They're they're nice. You know, you get, you're obviously going to be able to tell the difference that it doesn't have alcohol in it. But, yeah. and I give this beer, give me one second here. Really nice grapefruit on the nose. Nice grapefruit flavor off the of mm. mm. Very hoppy. Not overly hoppy, though. I'm gonna give it a four. Okay. I'm gonna give it a four. <clears throat> and the and the, you know what? I can only be fair giving it a four because this tastes good enough that I would want alcohol. <laughs> 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 so yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that's is, the design, but yeah. Once again, <laughs> the brew dog Elvis alcohol free. How about that? All right, well, cool. Let's talk about some things we've seen in the news, man. Yeah. Goodness gracious, Joe Satriani and Steve Vai are going out on tour. Fantastic! I, I think, can't wait. I think I'm going to have to do what I can to take that in. Yeah. Like I really think I'm going to have to, dude. I think I, I, I don't think it'll happen again mm. anytime soon. And I'm getting up there in my age, and that's the kind of concert that I can kind of sit back at, especially if it's a, a seated venue. That would be great, you know. Yep. Yep. Um, I don't mind standing, but it'll it'll be a good show, man. I just I just want to watch those guys work. I I am a huge. I I probably turned you on to Satriani. Probably. Yeah. I was already a Vi fan uh, from Crossroads, so yeah. the movie Crossroads. 
Um, well, and of course his David stuff with David. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, and you know that they're going to play, they're going to do some songs together and that's just going to be. I hope they magic. do. I hope they do what I've seen those guys do before. Um, in other situations where they jam fucking voodoo child. Oh, I would fucking flip nuts. Or I've seen them do Frankenstein. Oh, oh, and so listen, listen, whatever they're going to do, you know, it's going to be good. Absolutely. Bottom line. I would not miss this show. If you are a guitar fan or a fan of either one of these two or both of these guys, this is, this is your show. Yeah. You better go see it. Yep. Um, Vi's or not Vi, but Satriani's also doing something with Sammy Hagar, Michael Anthony and John Jason Bonham. Yeah. Uh, they're going to be doing a, um, tribute to, uh, the uh all things um Van Halen man that's gonna be uh that's gonna be something yeah now they're saying it's not gonna be an outright tribute to Van Halen but it's gonna be very uh heavy on the Van Halen tunes um so I'm sure it's gonna be a lot of uh, or some solo Sammy stuff too which you know he's got some good solo stuff too here's the thing you've Mm -hmm. got a bunch of guys there that are capable of playing anything. So they could pull out anything like any Led Zeppelin. Oh yeah. They could pull out any Satriani, any Vi, any David Lee Roth era stuff. I think that'd be the ultimate slap in the face. <laughs> Dude, I think that'd be the ultimate slap in the face if Sammy Hagar just said, you know what? Dave, Start singing Yankee Rose. You've been a dick. <laughs> You've been a dick to me for years, and I'm gonna fucking pull your shit. I would love to see Sammy Hagar go. I'm just a gigolo, oh. and everywhere I go, dude. That's that's my favorite David Lee Roth song, dude. I know it's crazy, but it just really is. Like that, just that. Every time I hear that song, man, it just it's it one of my favorite going, songs dude. to karaoke. I love that yeah, song. The, me too, dude. I'll do it every once in a while, uh, and that's the only Dave I could ever do. I can't do too much. I can't get into the the real high ah, stuff. Wow! Yeah. <laughs> I love. By the way, you know, and, and so we've got that side of the coin of the you know proverbial Van Halen coin. Dave Lee Roth is still releasing these songs here and there on YouTube. <sighs> Just bad. And I'm a Dave guy. I'm Dave I'm a is. Dave, my... I'm a Dave guy too, man. But something Fuck, changed. It's bad. Something along the way changed in Dave's life to make him want to be the Las Vegas Jimmy Buffett. But it's even worse, dude. He's. He, it's. Listen. He thinks. I, I don't know what he thinks. I love the man. I absolutely love the man. And if this, if this is what he wants to do, and it makes him happy, so be it. Sure. But you know what? There's I'm not a, buying it. Uh, there's a reason why the Van Halen brothers have been as reclusive as they have been. They want to protect the fucking brand, dude. Mm-hmm. There are people out there that can easily do like I watched some of those last shows where, where they went on tour with David mm-hmm. and I was just like, I would never ever wanted to like if I paid the money that they were charging for those tickets and went and seen what I saw. Oh, oh, I liked it. 
I would have burnt the fucking village down. Now man. listen, D- Dave's never been a great live singer. Uh, but man, it's just magic when those four are together. It's just magic, man. I'm not going to uh, say that it's not, man, but here's the thing. All the shit went down with Dave. I don't know what their fucking big beef is with Michael Anthony. It rather pisses me off because Michael seems like a pretty laid back fucking dude. So there is, I, I, I'm blanking on the name of the book, but basically Michael Anthony has been the redheaded stepchild of that band since the beginning. Back in the eighties, they were trying to kick him out of the band. They were trying to restructure his contract. Um, so he wasn't getting shit off royalties or anything like that. Because wow. he was lazy and he doesn't he doesn't do anything. He doesn't contribute anything to this band. And that was Eddie, Alex, and Dave. Which is just absolute horseshit. Absolute horseshit. I would take Sammy's side in that argument. Oh, absolutely. No, Michael Anthony is a stand-up guy. And I think his biggest problem was he just never stood up to him because he was just, he was just fine with whatever. So, um, and you know what? He may not be a confrontational guy, dude. It's not worth it. Sometimes it's not worth it, dude. But at the end of the day, they ran this guy through the mud and he is, he's on every quintessential album that mattered. Absolutely. Um, I don't know if you remember this or not. Um, but back when Michael Anthony left the band to join Sammy for a hot second, they erased Michael Anthony off the website. So if there was a picture of Michael Anthony on women and children first, he was off of it. What? Yep. Uh, you know, on the, the back picture on, or yeah, the, the front picture on, uh, Van Halen one gone. They erased him. Now, obviously, eventually they put him back, but there was a there was a time as soon as he quit or whatever actually happened, they erased him. Damn, Eddie Van Halen. He's a he he was a phenomenal guitar player and stuff, but them guys are shady as shit, and you know. They've got some they got some issues, internal issues, and Dave ain't no saint either. So no. But yeah, D- Michael and, Anthony deserved better. Know, and what's sad is, dude, like the Sammy Hagar era was not my favorite era. That was my no. wife. That's my that's my wife's favorite era. Yeah. You know, and I'm just like I have nothing against it, but like Sammy doesn't sound like Dave. No. No. You know, and It'd be nice if they got along well enough to fucking say, you know what? The man has passed. Maybe bring, you know, I don't know if Alex is in any physical shape to do anything, mm-hmm. you know, but maybe bring him out for a couple songs a night and just really give Van Halen a send off the way that they deserve, you know, put it to fucking bed. Yep. So there was, there was talks. There were heavy talks of a Van Halen tribute show. Uh, Jason Newstead actually broke that out because they asked Newstead to play some of the bass on, on some of the stuff. And they had 
Sammy was on board. Michael Anthony was on board. Alex was on board. Wolfgang was on board. Everyone was on board except for Dave. He fucking ruined everything. Dave said, absolutely not. He's not doing it. Why? Because he didn't want to, he didn't want to share the stage with, with Sammy. Dave is also uh, the reason why a different kind of truth, uh, their last studio, um, that's why it's not streaming because he doesn't like the album. So he refuses to uh, allow it to be streamed. So if you don't have a physical copy or, you know, you obviously you can find it on YouTube, um, you won't be able to get that album. Wow. Because Dave. What'd they leave him? Did they leave it all up to him? Well, he has a say. He has a say in, in any stuff that he was involved in. What about like as far as the tribute concert, there has to be something in there where he's got some sort of he's got some sort of controlling interest in something with Van Halen. I don't know what it is, but you know, why couldn't there has to be a reason why they couldn't um, put the tribute show together without Dave. If Dave didn't have a re you know, if, if there, if Dave didn't have any controlling interest in it, they should have just went with it. So I don't know. Well, that's something else to talk about. I mean, like, I find it very strange. We live in an era where other bands can go out and perform other band shit and make money off of it. I mean, think about it. Aside from Michael Anthony, if they went out and did any Van Halen songs, they're making money off of Van Halen songs touring off that. Well, you're allowed, you're allowed to perform any song live. Now, you cannot sell a record. So say you did that live show. You can't sell a record of that live show unless you have permission from all the songwriters, all the contributors. Yeah. But yeah, you can perform any song you want. I don't know, man. That, that, that seems very, but, but but that's what I'm getting at is we live in an era where bands who weren't like, let's take a, take a, for instance, quiet, Riot. Mm -hmm. quiet, Riot has no original members and yeah. they are touring. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't either. I don't like it. I don't either. I mean, let's, let's, let's be honest, man. You know, Forner, was out there with one original member. The whole I, thing was restructured. Yeah. You, know, the, the, you got all new players, you know, and one guy. Yeah. I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't get I, it. I, 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 I don't know how you get away with it. I mean, if, if that one guy controls the interest, I get it. If he has the right to say, Hey, you know, this is, I'm, I'm the, I'm all there is. And this is, I'll, I run this whole show now. I get it. Yeah. If you can make money, sure. But. If... Wow. Who else? Who else is going out on tour? 
Oh, shit, I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> um, Wasn't it extreme and ex in, uh, extreme in uh in we living saw, color? Extreme and in living color going out on tour. That looks like it's going to be an interesting one as well. Yeah. Um, what else did I want to say? Dolly Parton's album recently dropped, didn't it? No, it's going to drop this Friday. Yeah, Dolly Parton's album drops this Friday. Uh, her rock star album, and then um, what else did I see here that was uh some pretty interesting news uh celebration of uh the anniversary of the typo negative bloody kisses album oh. um what else there was a few things that i saw man there was a a lot of cool stuff but uh do you have any news let's see uh today this is what the 14th yeah the 14th, 14th. jay-z in 2003 released the black album which included one of my favorite songs of his, 99 Problems. Uh, let's see, Lauren Hill went number one with uh, Doo Wop, That Thang, back in 98. Uh, Neil Young released one of my favorite uh, live albums, Live Rust, in 1979, right off the hills of uh, Rust Never Sleeps. Uh, happy birthday, uh, rest in peace, Frankie Benali of Quiet Riot. He was born today in 1953 and run from run DMC was born today in 1964. So happy birthday guys. Whose house? Ron's house. Whose house? Ron's house. <laughs> nice. Nice. So speaking of a uh, Lauren Hill, you said mentioned something there. So she's out on tour or, doing, really? some, or doing some shows and, um, I am seeing, have seen a few different incidents where people say they're walking out of her shows. Uh, I also seen some interview information where there were supposed to be people that would work with her and she's become very, very difficult to work with. But I've heard these sent this sentiment for years uh, about how she's a bit of a difficult person to work with. And, uh, um, you know, I this, this is the first thing I'm hearing about people walking out of shows because they're not happy with the way things are being performed or something to that effect. I don't know. But at the end of the day, the artist reserves the right to do the show, how they choose to do the show. Right. Yeah. yeah but if it's crap, they have the right to walk out. <laughs> and you know what, you know, that's, that's, I guess a risk you take when you buy a ticket. Yep. You know, it's, it's unfortunate. You're not going to get to see what you want to see, but you know, they're still there putting on a show. I so, walked out of Green Day. Really? That was fucking terrible. Really? Terrible. Yeah. This is during the uh, Insomniac tour up in Cleveland. Fucking terrible. Walked, walked out. out. I walked out of Lip Biscuit. I could see that. Uh, they were on the Family Values tour. They headlined and they hit the stage, acted like a bunch of fucking assholes, invited everybody to come down from the fucking shit. Everybody come rushing down, and the security guards went ape shit. Like, nope, go back to your seats. Nope, go back to your seats. It's like, all right, cool, I'm leaving. Yeah. Did you ever see? Did you ever see that Woodstock '99 documentary on not on uh, Netflix? I've heard about it. I, yeah, I, you I need know, to. I know that they, they caused a bunch of shit. There, yeah. Fred Durst was a prick. Yeah fucking prick he he caused all that shit he was well he was the straw that broke the camel's back a lot of people say that he was anyway well i like to think personally that i've grown up a little more than listening to that era of music 
I do Maybe. like that album though. Chocolate starfish and the hot dog flavored water. Fuck. It had its so place, good. man. It had dude, its it place. still holds up. I don't care. It holds uh, up. Man, oh, it had its fuck. place, dude. Fucking listen to that. Listen to that album again. Uh, uh, so good. All right. Anyway. Well, with that being said, that's the news. <laughs> all right. And we're go. done with the fucking news. Let's get on to these reviews. Fucking news. Damn. All right. I think you went uh, first last time. So. All right. I will do the honors. What do you got for us, well, sir? Well, my friend, you gave me St. Vitus. And the we that's their third studio album, Born Too Late. It was released in October of 1986. Now, before I get into my review, what do you know about this album? Why did you, why do you like this album? All that stuff. Well, let me pull it up because I will say this, that opening track, excuse me. Um, born too late. Born too late. Uh, also the title track uh-huh. is just a, groovy and heavy heavy toned song uh that the lyrical content man is like it just kind of reminded me of how i felt in high school you know uh-huh. um uh clear window pane ah oh, man what a killer little tune uh dying inside uh h-a-a-g hell ain't a game um the lost feeling the war starter uh did you uh did you get the cd reissue uh, so you listen to Thirsty and Miserable, look behind you in the end of the end. Yep. Yeah, dude, it's it, it's a pretty dense track. And I really like, you know, obviously they're taking a heavy Sabbath influence on this album. Um, but I just really, really. There was no frills, man. It Definitely was, no frills. It was just a raw album. And that's what I really like about this album. Yep. Um, so yeah, I would say to your point, this is a, this is an interesting blend of Sabbath, like a punky Sabbath. There are some punk elements to this album. Uh, a lot of people say that this is their best effort, uh, that they put forth. Um, I haven't listened to enough of them to, you know, confirm or deny that, but, um, this album is just a very punk, punk doom. Um, and again, definitely some heavy influence on Sabbath here. Um, the first track that born too late, I thought it was a little too plotting. Uh, I liked the lyrics in it though. I yeah. thought the lyrics and I understand why you said, you know, this is how I was feeling in high school because yeah, it was, it was like that, you know, being kind of the outsider, uh, and you're like, no, man. And you know, I was born too late. I fit in then you yeah. don't fit in now. Um, but you know, lyrically really cool. Um, just to, I don't think this is a great opening track. I think the better opening track would have been, uh, clear window pane, clear window pane to me was a better, was a better opening track. Um, I'm all for, you know, up tempo shit especially when you're trying to capture capture an audience. But since this is kind of in that doom genre, I, I get maybe why you wouldn't do that. Um, see, Dying Inside, a little too long for me. 
but again, for this genre of music, I get it. Um, the War Starter, fucking standout track. Absolutely banger song. I love that song. Um, and Look Behind You was really nice. Thirsty and Miserable. Love the lyrics in that. Love the lyrics in Thirsty and Miserable. Um, Wino's you know. a good, good songwriter, man. Yeah, like like uh, he, he's also in a band now called The Obsessed. Yep. Did you know that Thirsty and Miserable was a Black Flag cover? I did not. Hmm? Nice. Yep. So, uh, really, and Look Behind You was a really good end, uh, closing song for sure. Um, it's not a well produced album. You know, it's to your to your point. It's very raw, um, that garage, garage punky sound um, mixed in with some doomy Sabbath stuff. Uh, even even sonically, the singer's voice had some elements of of younger Ozzy. Why no? Yeah, he's a, yeah. He's, a, he's, a, he's a nut, dude. Yeah. Uh, all in all, it's it's a good album. Um, I don't know if I'd. I don't know if I'm actively going to go out and listen to more, more of this stuff, but I, I wasn't disappointed in it. So uh, for me, I'm probably going to give it a, I'll give it a seven, I'll give it a solid seven. Oh, seven. Yeah. Yeah. Um, again, the standout checks for me, uh, clear window pain, uh, the war starter, thirsty and miserable. Yeah. And that's <laughs> half the album or standout tracks. It scores a little bit high for me, a little higher for me, mm-hmm. about an eight point two five for me. Okay, just because it's it's a really good album, and I want to learn more about them. I know that they've went through different members, um, I think mainly singers, um, uh, kind of like the Candlemas thing, you know, mm-hmm. where they've gone through some players. Yeah, and... very similar to Candlemas. Yeah, sonically. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can see, I can see that, but yeah, I I, I like the album. I was I was doing some. Um, I was listening to a band called Shrine Builder, and okay. this is a, a super band made up of uh, guys from um, already established great doom or sludge bands. Uh, Wino from um, Saint Vitus, and obviously the Obsessed now. Um, I think we had him on guitar and on vocals. You had Al Cisneros from Sleep on bass and vocals. You oh, had cool. you had uh, Dale Crover from the Melvins on drums. That dude's and, everywhere, dude. And you had um, uh, I want to say Scott something. No, maybe I could be wrong. Singer guitar player from Neurosis. Anyways, the album that they made is a phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal album. And I don't know that I've given you this album. Have no. I given you the Shrine Builder album? No. You know what? That may have just changed my whole thing tonight. So, uh, oh boy! No, no, dude. This is um. God, man, it's a good album, dude. Like it's it's <laughs> like like okay. I can't even, like I can't even tell you. Like I think you're going to dig this album. I know okay. you're not into a bunch of the Doom stuff, but there's so many good players on here doing so many good things. Mm-hmm. Like it's 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 a good album, dude. Um, and it's, it's, uh, it'll never happen again. Never, ever happen again. Okay. Um, so yeah, but I was checking out 
neurosis and I was checking out St. Vitus, I wanted to hear the stuff that, that Wino had worked on. And this was the album that I tuned into. I was just sitting at JC Penny working security one night. It was like, all right, I'm going to check this album out. And uh, yeah. F- fuck. Yeah. Um, cool. I liked it. Eight point yeah. You get it a seven. Not a bad album. Yeah. No, it's not bad. <clears throat> Again, it's not my, it's not my, you know, general cup of tea on it but there was some cool stuff on there for sure yeah and i do like i do like that it had more of a punky feel to it i'm i'm more on that punk side than than the doom side well you like you like stuff that is a little more upbeat i get it yes i I totally get it you like stuff a little more upbeat stuff that you can understand the lyrics something that you could tap your toes to you know what i'm saying i get it but you know um i i like sharing this stuff with you because there's so much, in my personal opinion, there's so much really good stuff out there because I love the genre, obviously, but I think there's some some cool stuff out there that you should definitely check out because, you know, at the end of the day, you wouldn't disagree with me. Sabbath is where, Sabbath and Zeppelin's where it all started. Yeah. You know, and those, you know, you had the more upbeat stuff with Led Zeppelin and the more downtrodden stuff from Sabbath you know, so you get, you get, you got to find your balance there, man. And some of these guys, the way they balance some of this stuff out is like pretty crazy, man. Yeah. Like pretty fucking crazy. Like, like you said, I could feel, I can feel the punk doom thing that you got going on there. Exactly. You know, and maybe that's why I like it because I love both genres of music. You know what yeah. I mean? So yeah. Good review, man. Good review. Solid seven, huh? Yep. Wow. Okay. 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 So I'll move forward, Bill. Yeah. Uh, see. I'm Bruce. I know. I was talking to my buddy fucking my boss <laughs> my boss earlier today. I'm sorry. I've been dude, I've been in I I'm gonna be honest with you. My mind is not all here tonight because it's focused on this pain in my back, dude. Like I'm in a lot of fucking pain. And I talked to my boss Bill earlier today. So anyway. We've been friends for for forty up, years. Bruce enough anyways do you have any information on this album before i go ahead and give my ramble apparently you like to say some things about the album yeah absolutely. So release dates and all that other good stuff absolutely what did i have you had jimmy buffett's final uh studio album equal strain on all parts it was released november 3rd so just earlier this month um this thing actually uh hit hold on it actually hit number one on the u.s rock charts and number two on the country charts number two on the independent charts and number eight on the billboard 200 so i'm sorry number six on the on that so that's not bad man i can see why i did yeah i can see why i did yeah, hey, there's I, a lot of parrot heads, dude. There's a lot of parrot heads. Oh yeah, yeah, and you know, I think um, there was some really good work in here. Um, and then I'll let you do your your thing on there. But that's kind of the general uh, general information on this bad boy right here. Uh, he, unfortunately, uh, he was recording this, writing this while he was uh, uh, battling Merkel cell carcinoma, um, skin cancer. So. Uh, but he, you know, and to me, you could actually kind of tell where his voice wasn't as strong in some of the, in some of the vocals to me. 
Um, but man, go ahead. All right. So <laughs> knowing that he was, uh, struggling with his, uh, illness before he passed, uh, doing this album, um, first things first, do you think that, uh, that skin cancer thing is from him being down in the sun all the time, man? might have something to do with it it might have something to do with it because he was in he was always in tropical weather man but you know at the end of the day there's people that live their lives down there all the time and that doesn't happen to them you know yep. what i mean so um with that being said jimmy buffett equal strain on all parts uh was my album obviously and i will say uh if you're a buffett fan don't walk run and go pick up this album because this is everything you would expect from a jimmy buffett album uh it is not bad by any means i'm gonna you know preface that by saying that this is not a bad album uh there are some throwaway tracks on here uh some that i really didn't enjoy i would um, love to hear what you what you think your throwaway tracks are because i had a couple of them too um honestly uh man give me one there second. was one that's actually cringy to me uh it might be the same one dude i hope so it might be the same one um give me a second man let me pull it up so the throwaway track that um and, and i'm just want to throw this out there dude uh bubbles up i it's really I, it was not one of my favorites um audience of one was a throwaway for me uh i, I digged it don't get me wrong but I, I could skip over it um fish porn yeah fish porn for me was the absolute Absol worst absolute song on worst this. track on the whole freaking album trash um i don't know why whoever signed off on that i was not happy with that song whatsoever. it didn't even make sense it like, didn't make sense. The album had a really good, that's and that's the other thing I want to talk about. Album yeah. this album has a really good flow. Yeah. Absolutely great flow. So let me get let me get into what I got here. I got University it opens up with University of Bourbon Street. Mm -hmm. You get a little bit of that Bourbon Street musical feel in the background. It's it's just a fun song. You could you could see walking down or pulling up in a boat right there in the fucking swamp University of Bourbon Street. You know, that was pretty yeah. cool, man. I dig that a lot. Um I got a kick out of my gummy just kicked in. Uh, not, not, <laughs> I my, knew you uh, would. <laughs> not my, uh, not my favorite track on the album, but I got a kick out of it because Jimmy's always been able to throw those weed references out there. And, uh, you know, this is, uh, this is a, for the times, man, because yeah. if you, if you're part of that culture, you understand that gummies are a big thing right now, yeah. you know? And, uh, I thought that was pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Um, the title track, absolutely absolutely a standout track absolutely amazing classic jimmy buffett at his finest yeah. um like my dog i loved this song love me like my dog dude i i this song is probably one of my top three on the album i loved it so much i sent a link to my wife while she was at work i said you have got to listen to this tune this is a great jimmy buffett tune and uh she replied back this is like she enjoyed it so yep. uh portugal or pei another standout track yes like this, this is a like you know at, at the point that they get to this track on this album they are in full swing rocking out and this is how you 
want to see Jimmy. Mm-hmm. If you if you could sit back on any out al- on any two songs on this album, it would be the title track and Portugal or PEI will give you everything that you could ever reminisce about Jimmy Buffett's life and out there touring and doing the stuff that he did. Yeah. Uh, great, great songs. Um, nobody works on Friday. I liked it. Uh, Johnny rum liked it. Uh, Columbus, man, that's a deep song. And that's where we get to the point of the album where it almost feels like it's foretelling of what's happening to him. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think, and I'm glad, and, and I'm, I'm so glad I remembered this because this reminds me of like, there were two other times I can think of where tracks were laid down, right? Mm-hmm. And, or an album was done. And it just really kind of was just like, you knew this was their send off. That track. And the way this album was done, but the Columbus was the stamp. The album as a whole was great, but the Columbus song was a stamp. Like this is guys, it's been good. You know, yeah. look this look this way. You know. Yeah. Um, you know, and the and the ending track was great. But what I'm getting back to about that foretelling of things, I think of two people. If you listen to the track from Queen. The show must go on. Yes. I've talked about this. Freddie Mercury is dying from the AIDS virus when he does this track. His body is ravaged. There's, you can read this. Ryan Mays reported on this. They go in. He downs a, a good bit of vodka and says, fuck it. Let's do the track and, and takes the track in one take. Wow. So when you listen to that album, and you listen to the words of that song, it's so foretelling because it literally sounds like he's saying goodbye. Mm-hmm. The other album, I would say, is David Bowie's Black Star. Okay. Very foretelling. If you've not, if you, have you ever heard that album? I have not. I wasn't a big Bowie fan. Man, that's unfortunate. You need to find, you need to find yourself some more Bowie in your life, buddy. Mm. I mean, I'm not going to tell you I'm a super fan, but man, there's a lot of good stuff out there. Like my favorite Bowie tune is actually a collaboration between him and Trent Reznor. Oh, okay. I'm afraid of Americans. It's such a good tune. Such a really, really, really good tune. Hmm. But um, yeah, this album's a bit foretelling, man. So if you're a parrot head, this is definitely an album for you. Not a lot of bad tracks on this album. I picked out maybe two or three, and that's why I'm actually uh, going to rate this album a little bit higher, man, because if this is the last that I get from Jimmy Buffett, and I am a bit of a Jimmy Buffett fan. I don't own a bunch of albums. I do own his greatest hits, and I will tell you, this is this is a solid album. I'm giving it an 8.25. Nice. Nice. So just to kind of piggyback on some of that, uh, Paul McCartney played bass guitar on my gummies. Just my gummy just kicked in, mm-hmm. and Emmy Lou Harris did some background vocals on Mozambique, which is a Bob Dylan song. So right. um, the uh, the song "Like My Dog" is a Billy Currington song. So he's a he's a country dude uh, from like the mid late two thousands. Um, 
so he wrote that that was one of his songs so uh that was a fantastic song um i'm with you fish porn is absolutely trash um the other throwaway to me was probably probably audience of one but i did like that little that instrumental breakdown uh towards the middle of the song i like that yeah, but, it's, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't a bad song. It just not. It was just wasn't not great. Yeah, one my, that's one of my favorites on the album. You know. Yep. Yep. So, um, rest in peace, Jimmy. We absolutely. really do appreciate all the years and wonderful music you've left us. And you know, I'm sure you're sailing some water somewhere, playing your guitar, and as, as it a should good time. be. Yeah. What'd you give this album? Eight point two five. You know, I'm right with you. I I might give it an eight and a half. Yeah. But, you know, that's main. I did find that some of the production here, the production was kind of all over the place. There were some songs that sound sonically sounded better than others. Um, and that kind of threw me off. Like some of it sounded a little thin. Yeah. Uh, like, man, that could have that could have sounded better. That could have brought out more of the Coral Reefer band or, you know, just, you know, something something was missing on a few of it or a few of the songs uh fish porn again i cannot say this enough i hate the song i i i, I, didn't, I hate it i i wasn't even i wasn't even <laughs> amused a, by i wasn't even amused by the title no it's like stupid. i saw the, i saw the title i go oh shit here we go because this is going to be one of those ones because J- jimmy has those songs yeah jimmy has those songs that just are not as good and you know like I'll tell you one that I I could not stand for the longest time, but it eventually wore on me. Yeah. And it was Fins. I like Fins. Yeah. Fins to the left. (laughs) Fins to the right. I love that song. Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, I'm, you know, you said 8.25. I'm eight and a half. It's right there. Um, I, I have not been able to find this on vinyl yet. Uh, at the stores that I've been in, so I'm gonna keep an eye out for it. Um, I encourage any any Buffett fan to pick this up. This is a this is a must have for a Buffett fan. Yeah, absolutely must have. Yeah, if you're a fan, that you're getting you're going to get everything you want on this album. I don't see why you wouldn't. I mean, it's 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 classic. I mean, you you get you get all kinds of eras from him, like um. What's that big early hit that he did that most people don't? Uh, you you know it when you hear it, but it's not as big as Margaritaville. Uh, come Sunday. Oh, um, yeah. come Monday. Or come yeah, come Monday. Come Monday, it'll yeah. be all right. So oh. you get you you get that you get some of that on this album. You get some yeah. of the Margaritaville on the album. You get some of a pirate at forty on this album. It's got all those vibes that you're looking for. So yeah. if you if you're a parrot head, you'd probably give this album a nine. Let me ask you something yeah. because you know I read off the the chart listings um, for you know country and rock and this that and the other. How would you categorize Jimmy Buffett's music? I was I, thinking about that today, and I'm like, dude, I, would, I don't I would, know. I would cruise. I, it was it's 110 percent cruising music. So if you're out there on a boat cruising. It's but, cruising music. But I'm or, saying as far as your standard, so is it country? Is it rock? Is it pop? Is it island? <sighs> it, island. I, 
I think the best way to describe it is it's his own style. It's his own brand. It's, it's, it's dude. It's, it's he's got a perfect mix of country. It's got a perfect mix of rock and Island. It's just, it's just so unique. It's familiar and unique. Uh, I don't know, man. The light rock. Cause that's usually what would put, what would play him as a light rock station. But dude, you, yeah, you, I don't know. It's tough. It's Come tough. On. And I think so, I listen, they're not, they're not going to play Jimmy Buffett on QFM 96. I bet they would. No, they're not going to play Buffett on 96, but they will play Buffett on sunny 95. Will they? Yeah, yeah. Come on, dude. It's okay. It's like it's, it's like it's like it's easy listening. It's yeah. Uh, come on, dude. It's so light rock. I guess. Yeah. I mean, I guess easy light rock, easily easy listening. But there's That's a lot of diff- there's a lot of country there's, in this. Though. There's a lot of different influence there. Don't yeah. get me wrong, man. But at the end of the day, it is it's that's what it'd be categorized at. Okay. All right. So, with that being said, yeah, we are done with reviews. Let's get this uh, other mess out of the way. Yeah, get it out of there. What we? What are you giving me? I'm going to make you. up your mind. I, I'm going to save you tonight, dude, because I, I was tossing around <laughs> the idea of giving you that Shrine Builder album because it really is good, man. I really want to give that album to you, but I don't want you to feel like I'm dooming you to death. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, I'm going to give you an album that you should be familiar with okay uh i pick actually pick this album up when i seen you okay you did i did so and i am going to give you <laughs> slash and miles kennedy slash's third release Apocalyptic love. Okay, hold on. Slash miles kill. What's the what's the album called? Apocalyptic love. Apocalyptic. Figure I'll spin something else in your ears aside from Doom for a second. There you go. Cool. In there. Okay. Cool. So <clears throat> when so a little background on this on this album that I'm gonna give you. So I was sitting there in Use Kids Records. Again, check them out. Anyway, uh I was sitting there just going through just piles of records and shit. And something was on something they were playing something in the background and i'm like okay that's kind of cool and my i just caught my fucking leg just going just fucking bang i'm like what the fuck is this and i'm like i'm listening a little bit longer and i'm like is that uh is that greta van fleet no it's not greta van fleet i'm like who the fuck is this and i just kept and then it, there was a slow song. I'm like, okay, that's really awesome too. And then they kicked in another fucking one. I'm like, this is fucking awesome. So this album was actually released on the same day that Jimmy Buffett's uh, album was. 
and it is not the plasmatics. Where the hell is it at? Here we go. And sir, I am giving you the sec the sophomore release of a band called Dirty Honey. And the album is called Can't Find the Breaks. These guys, um, they just opened up for uh, Guns N' Roses and Black Sabbath. I'm not Black Sabbath. Black Crows. I've actually heard of these guys. I haven't listened to them yet. Yeah. No, I. somebody told me about them. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And I never, I didn't really listen to them. But when that came on at Use Kids, I was like, holy shit, this is fucking, this is a fun, it's fun. I was like, dude, I got to tell Tony about this. So, Really? Yeah. So. Oh, and of course. Oh. oh, again, like we were saying, it's got a lyric sheet. Nice. Nice. But wait, there's more on top of the lyric sheet. Because everybody yeah, knows. Now you, now you heard it at the record store and you just decided yes. to buy it. How much was yep. the album? 25 bucks. That looks colored, colored vinyl. Nice. White. Nice. Colored vinyl always sounds better. Yeah. Well, yeah, man. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to it. I can't dirty, wait for you to hear this shit. Dirty honey can't find the brakes. Yep. Okay. I'm looking forward to it. All right, brother. With that being said, if you folks enjoy what you've seen here this evening, please hit that like, throw us a comment, and hit that subscribe button there for the bell. Um, you can catch us on all your favorite uh apps as far as podcasting goes over there at spotify over there at apple uh podcast over at google podcast you can you can catch us anywhere uh we do thank you for tuning in bruce yes you have anything else to say for this evening no uh appreciate everyone uh, for tuning in uh continuing to support us um and we wouldn't be here without you tony i love you Brother, I love you, and thank you so much for your help helping me get everything loaded out of Chris's house the other day and back over here. Um, I hope your mom's doing better. I know that she had surgery there on uh, her eyes, I believe it was. Um, so, yep, yep. Just, she can um, still kick ass. You just got to bring it to her. If um, do me a favor, man. Uh, if Rhea needs anything, just uh, let me know, and um, we'll make sure that she has it. So, yeah. Hey, listen, you know me. If she's here and she needs a hand, I'd be more than glad to help. When you're here, you're family. You're damn right. All right. With that being said, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we are Hooked on Sonics. Thank you so much for tuning in. We will see you guys next week. Bruce, until next time, see you. Salute. Oh. What? Salute, Got to, sir. There you go. Have a good night.